0: The Feminist Coach Academy podcast is proudly supported by Perk Digital, helping professional and entrepreneurial women amplify their message, build their body of work, and leave a legacy through podcasts. For more information about how podcasts can help you build your brand, visit perkdigital.com.au. Welcome to the Feminist Coach Academy podcast, where inclusive feminism, business, and coaching meet. This podcast is proudly brought to you by the co-founders of the Feminist Coach Academy, Naomi Arnold and Cameron Aaron. We are Feminist Life and Biz Coaches, both passionate about helping coaches, therapists, helping professionals. Practitioners and entrepreneurs integrate a feminist lens and perspective into their businesses, life, and client practice. On this podcast, we plan to help you do so. Now, let's get started. So today's podcast episode is a juicy one. I hope it's a real rich episode for you. So in this episode, I'm going to be asking you a lot of questions for you to contemplate for yourself. And it's all about feminist business, but I want to be clear, um, I don't think there's one way of having a feminist business. And... This episode is really just to ask questions, ask ourselves these questions, and just to begin to explore. So this episode is all about integrating your feminist values into your business. So I want to say that there is no right way to do business and there is no one way to do business, and there is no one particular right way to do feminism either, or to be a feminist. And so, when we talk about integrating your feminist values into your business, that is going to vary person to person, right? Um, Because we all have different values. Now, there are certain values that feminists share, right? Like, we are critical of oppression. We are critical of patriarchy and white supremacy and capitalism and all the systems of oppression. At least we aim to be, right? That is part of what feminism is. Now, there are some feminists that aren't super aware of that or may not um, define it that way. There are a variety of feminists out there, But for the most part, you know, there are some commonalities of what make up feminism, right? But in terms of being an individual entrepreneur feminist, we are going to have some differences, right? And that that is okay, right? So, you know... We are here to dismantle systems of oppression. That's the thing we have in common as feminists. But like how we do that and how we do that in our business, that is going to vary. And it's a, it's a constant exploration. It's an experiment. I, I like to think of it as an exploration, not as an experiment. Although it is an experiment as well. Um, And there's no one right way to do it. And it's just a constant learning and in a, in a fun way too. You know, it's not like you're constantly making mistakes, right? But it is a journey that we are learning for ourselves and that we learn together and in community and that we learn from each other too, right? So, and, Not going to be giving you any specific ways of doing your business or specific values that you should have, but I will be asking you questions to help you get clear on what your feminist values are and what feels good for you in your business. And I'm going to share with you some of my own values. So I want to be very clear, though, that when a lot of times when people think of feminist business, they think of a feminine business. They think of the word feminine. And, you know, I did a podcast episode last year about feminist, not feminine. And it wasn't particular to business, but it was just talking about how feminism doesn't... M- necessarily mean feminine. And a lot of people have been using the words interchangeably, but they do not mean the same thing. And I want to tell you why I do not like the word feminine. I don't like the terms feminine or masculine. And I want to reiterate for you why that is. So when I talk about feminist values and feminist business, feminist coaching, I'm not necessarily talking about feminine, right? I'm not talking about feminine qualities, though I, though I am. I mean, that what we think of as feminine qualities can be included in that and is included in that. But it doesn't only include those qualities. Because for me, I don't like that we categorize characteristics and traits into masculine and feminine. That, to me, reinforces the gender binary. And that, to me, does not get us to where we want to go in terms of feminism and creating a feminist society where everyone can just be who they are and all of who they are, and we don't have to categorize each other as masculine, feminine, man, woman, that kind of thing, right? So you might value certain things that you call feminine, or that have been, you know, stereotypically called feminine, and that is fine, but you want to be careful to not essentialize those categories to women. So A lot of the times when we talk about feminist business, and it's it's usually those of us that identify as women or who have been socialized as women that talk about feminist business. I don't really hear men talking about feminist business, (laughs) Um, but I know some men, some people who identify as men listen to this podcast and are interested in that. Uh, But I don't really hear men talking about it on social media or in public. I pretty much only hear non-binary folks and women talking about and trans folks talking about feminism and feminist values related to entrepreneurship and business. And it's really not talked about much to begin with. Right? But, you know, a lot of times women will say that, you know, we just need to be in our feminine and we just need to have a feminine business. And I think that that essentializes women saying that, you know, we are naturally feminine and we just need to resort to our feminine ways. Now, I want, if you think that way, I want to challenge you because. I personally don't identify as feminine, regardless of how other people see me. I don't identify that way. I don't like that term. And I have no desire to have a feminine business or to be feminine or to make the world a more feminine place. Now, there are traits that we have stereotypically categorized as feminine that I absolutely value and I do want the world to value more and society to value more and and that aren't valued under patriarchy, right? Like following our intuition and really listening and, oh, just, you know, using gentleness and ease instead of just like the go, 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 hustle, hustle, crush it, you know, kind of mentality, right? But for me, it's not about like, oh, we've been doing everything the masculine way and now we've got to do everything the feminine way. I don't like that binary. I don't think that's helpful to us. I don't think that furthers the agenda of feminism. I mean, is that really what we want? Is that really our goal? Is that really what we want is to keep categorizing and gendering people and putting them in these boxes and being like, "No, we're going to reject all those characteristics and now we got to just, you know, have these ones over here." Now, I'm not saying that we shouldn't value what we haven't valued. We absolutely need to value the things that we haven't, that we've devalued because we equate them to women and we've devalued women. That is for sure, right? Um, But we can do that in a way where we don't reinforce the gender binary and we don't reinforce essentializing women as feminine and essentializing men as masculine, I don't think it's as simple as we've been doing everything the masculine way and now we're just going to do it the feminine way. I don't think it's that simple. We want to simplify things in that way. We think it's that simple or we may, you may not, some may think that it's that simple, but we're still working in that binary when we do that, right? And it's hard to get out of that binary because that's the model that we've been taught. But we really got to get out of that binary if we really want to create something new and be creative, right? We can't be using the same old models of thinking to create something new and different. We've got to get into a different state of mind. So that includes moving outside of binary thinking. So it's not so simple as We're not doing the masculine way anymore. We're doing the feminine way anymore. It's not that simple. So my question is, what would it look like to get outside of that binary thinking for you, right? What would it look like if we didn't categorize people based on gender, right? Who would you be? How would society look different? You know, how would we be able to be all of who we are, right? Gender is very complex and our, our world is complex. So yes, there are certain traits that have been more valued under patriarchy, and it's not that all of those traits are terrible and we need to get rid of all of them. It's just that we need to have a better balance in society. But it's not so much a balance between two genders or two things. It's a balance of a multiple things, right? And it's really acknowledging the whole Person, the wholeness of who we are. And, you know, I will be honest, like, I really don't identify very much with femininity. Now, I have a lot of what is stereotypically called femininity in me. I feel very androgynous, you know, if we're going to talk about gender. But, like, there's a lot of traits that have been categorized as masculine that I personally like and identify with, and use. And so it's not so simple as, all right, get rid of the masculine, let's just get in the feminine. I think we just need to question those terms altogether, eliminate them, but also look at what are the traits that we have valued more than other traits, and how can we all value them equally, really, right? Like, we just use multiple traits that we have and have them working together right so like i'm highly intuitive i'm also highly driven and ambitious right and society would say oh you know your ambition and your drivenness is masculine and your intuition is feminine and it's like whatever (laughs) i am both of those things all at once or I am so many things all at once and I can use all of those things working together in harmony. It's about like, okay, well, what have we been doing that's been working well for us as a society and as people and what hasn't been working so well, right? And so this gets more into the specific things that we value, right? So one of the values that comes to mind is sustainability that is something that I value in my business and in life and myself, right? And that's, that's a feminist value. It's a pretty common feminist value. It's like, how do we sustain ourselves, right? And that sustainability is connected to the sustainability of the earth, right? Sustainability of resources, because Capitalism doesn't really care about sustainability, right? It's just like grabs all the resources it can and uses them up and it uses greed, right? It doesn't use a value, and model of sustainability. And also it doesn't teach us to take care of ourselves so that we can be sustainable. So really looking at our value of sustainability and how we can align that within ourselves and our business, right? When do we need to take rest days? How do we want to structure our days? Do we want to start off with a bunch of, you know, self-care and, okay, you know, I'm going to take care of my body, I'm going to take care of my mind, and then I'm going to get started on work. I'm going to take breaks throughout the day. I'm going to, you know, make sure I'm well nourished and fed and hydrated, and I'm going to, Go at it from approach of ease, right? Like thinking about what sustains you and really integrating that, right? But, you know, understanding too that this is an everyday practice. It's a constant practice because we have learned to grind, 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 Work, work, work. Oh, I haven't finished something. I have to stay up till 2 a.m., right? Like as college students, we're like, oh my gosh, I have to stay up all night long to write a paper. (laughs) A lot of that is due to lack of planning. (laughs) We just wait till the last minute and we pump pump it out overnight, right? but we can plan better. You know, that might be another value that you integrate into your business, right? That helps you be sustainable as a human and take care of yourself in the way that you need. So um, another one of our feminist values is pretty common is a redistribution of power and money in society, right? It's, It's really changing the whole paradigm structure of people at, you know, white men get the most opportunities and privilege and power and making money, right? Like we are starting to see changes of that, but it's it's really continuing to change that in society, but also in our business, right? Also, you know, looking at where our money goes, right? And looking at, you know, what are we spending our money on? Also looking at who are the mentors and leaders we follow? Do you follow a bunch of white men <laughs> entrepreneurs, right? And and only listen to them about business and and think that they're the experts, right? That's really important in the, you know, as a business owner is to not just listen to those voices, but to be listening to a variety of voices and to seek out the ones that are not seen in your in your social media feed, right? If you're like, well, I don't know of any Native American business owners, for example. Well, you got to seek them out, right? They're out there. They're out there. You got to go find them. And that's one of the things that I do in, as a business owner, as a human, as a feminist, is to really make sure that I'm following diverse people, and not just for the sake of diversity, like, oh yeah, look at me, I'm a good, righteous human, yeah, (laughs) I'm being the good feminist, like that's, it doesn't come from that place. It comes from a place of like, I'm just tired of seeing only white people at the top. You know, I'm just tired of seeing only white people. And as a white person, I'm going to tend to see a lot of white people unless I make a change, a conscious effort to not do that, right? And that's important to me, but also it's like, I like hearing from people from different backgrounds and different experiences and different identities and different cultures. And I like having that diversity in my consciousness. And, and it's inspiring too, you know, inspiring to know like there are other people out there kind of like me or with similar, you know, beliefs and values that are doing things in a different way. And not all, not all people who are quote-unquote marginalized are doing things in a feminist way. I mean, not all people are. You know, not all women are, not all people of color are, you know, etc. cetera, right? But it's really you seeking out diversity. I guess I'm getting more into diversity and away from redistribution of power and money. <laughs> um, but going back to the power and money You know, I see being an entrepreneur as a way to create change, to get really creative and to create something new because it's like, you know, being an entrepreneur is like and having a business is like having a science experiment or a series of science experiments, right? Like approaching your business from like, okay, here's my hypothesis and let's test it out and let's see how it goes and not getting too bogged down by the results, whatever they are, right? Or too too attached to whatever the results are, right? But really seeing your business as this, not just experiment, but an exploration in a series of experiments, right? And that's how feminism is too. It's an exploration of, well, what is feminist? And what do we value? What do we believe? And what do we want to be different? And how can we try to make that happen? And you do it with one action at a time. you just make one decision after another. And each decision leads you closer and closer to what you desire, right? And maybe you don't know what you desire what could work. Well, usually we, we know what we desire, but we don't necessarily know how to make it work or if it could work, right? But if we spend our lives in the how and the if and never take action, we're never even going to find out, right? So we have to make decisions and take actions to even find out what is possible or what could be possible, And to keep trying to make it happen. So I see entrepreneurship as like self-empowerment and agency and autonomy. Because you're not working for someone else and working, you know, under someone else's agenda. And so many businesses and workplaces are set up from oppressive models to begin with, right? They just replicate the oppressive paradigm that we see in society as a whole. And, you know, I'm not saying you shouldn't work for somebody else. Because, I mean, let's be honest, we got to have some employees, right? Like, <laughs> I mean, not everyone is going to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> so I do value, you know, people being employed and people having employees. But there there are ways to do it that are more in alignment with agency and autonomy and feminist values. We can bring these feminist values into the workplace. But I do think, yeah, any kind of business is like an opportunity to create what you want for yourself, to try something new, and to bring your vision to life, and to put your passions into action. There's something you want in the world, and you're like, I wish somebody created this that's an opportunity for you to create it, right? If you really want this thing in the world, why not create it yourself, right? Like, no one else is going to do it for you. And it's like, you know, with me creating feminist coaching, and, and it's like, okay, well, what does that look like? And and so you just, you just explore it, like, one action at a time, and you, you go after it. And you don't have to do it from a hustle kind of Place, but it's like, okay, get curious, right? So, getting curious, that is another value of mine that I recommend as a feminist value of ours in general, is like using curiosity instead of judgment, instead of hopelessness, instead of cynicism, (laughs) right? Like getting curious about what could be possible, what could I do, ooh, you know, what action could I take. Um, getting curious about people's behavior, why people do the things they do instead of being so quick to judge them, being curious about ourselves and our own behavior, our own thoughts. And so instead of resorting to self-judgment, like, oh, I wonder why I did that, or I wonder why I thought this way, right? Curiosity that really helps us get out of that judgmental place and that you know, being highly critical of ourselves and of other people, right? I don't think that high criticism and judgment really serves us in our business and in our lives, and it doesn't have to be part of our feminist movement. Now, critical thinking skills, yes, (laughs) but self-judgment and being harsh of other people, not as much, right? Like, we can still... Um, be critical of what's going on and use our critical thinking skills and we can still advocate for another way while still loving people without hating people and without contributing to more violence and hate in the world. That is my personal value. (laughs) You might be like, no, no, my feminist value includes violence. What are you talking about? I personally don't want my feminism to include that only only a fantasy in my mind. Yes, violent fantasies in my mind can be fun, but you know, in actuality of society, it's not not something that I want. Okay, so Um, I want to go back to money real quick, which is, you know, a lot of people think, oh, you know, you're just, you're making money and that's not feminist. And it's like, so then what is feminist? Being, you know, not having, uh, not being able to survive, not being able to provide for myself, not being able to afford food and shelter and or to support my family. You know, if I had a family, I don't support a family, but you know, it's, it's like, What exactly should I be doing then? It's like, what exactly do we mean by making money? Isn't feminist? I think it making money is neither feminist nor anti-feminist. It's just it's just the it just is, and it is the way that we do things in society. We have to have money to survive. That is how society is set up. Now, of course, we could use other models of making money and helping people survive. And, but, you know, I am not just interested in people surviving. I don't know about you, but I am not interested in surviving. I'm interested in thriving. I'm interested in abundance. And I am interested in making more money. And that is something that I really do desire. And it's not the making of the money that is anti-feminist, but it's what we do with the money and how we make the money in the process, right? Do we exploit people? Do we use people? Do we manipulate people? That kind of thing. Now, here is where it gets tricky. We all are participating in this capitalist society, every single one of us. And if you have an iPhone, you are participating in capitalism. You are participating in exploitation. I have an iPhone. Am I going to give up my iPhone? No. (laughs) No, I'm not. I am a very privileged American, and I'm very privileged to have an iPhone, and I do not want to give that up. I am participating in capitalism by having that iPhone because in order for people to make the parts that, they, that are put into our iPhone, exploitation happens of human beings. You can Google that more to find out more about how our iPhones are made. But, you know, it's like so many of our products are made in China that we buy and we buy cheap because we can't afford to not to. And it's like there's all of this complexity around capitalism and stuff. So if you think you can completely escape it, and that you're a horrible human being for not being able to, please let that go. You're not going to escape it. And, you know, even if you're like, no, I'm not going to do anything. Well, how are you going to survive? You're going to need money to survive. And if somebody else is supporting you, how do you think they're getting their money? You know, then you're just taking advantage of them and using them, right? So, Let's just be honest and acknowledge that we all participate in the system. And what we can do is we can try to do it less, as much as possible, and we can also try to change the system little by little. Let's be honest, it's not going to change overnight. But there are practices we can do that are more in alignment with what our vision is and what we value. But you're not going to escape it completely. And you don't need to go be an extreme perfectionist about this either. So I just want to be very clear about that. That no one is going to be a perfect feminist about this and that there is no one right way. And that, yeah, we're kind of all still participating in capitalism. That's kind of the way it is. You know, it's not to say, now let's all just accept that and be greedy bastards. (laughs) But it's to say, okay, I mean, how much am I willing to give up for that? I'm not giving up my iPhone. You can call me a bad feminist. (laughs) I don't care, right? So the point is, there's ways that we're participating in it. And there's only so much, you know, we're willing to do. But also, it's like, don't let yourself starve and burn out because you're on some high moral ground about how things should be. Starving yourself is not the answer. Take your power back, create a business, create something amazing for you that, you know, where you can shine, that you can help people, that you can bring value to the world, make money and spend it the way that you want to. Also, you know, for a long time, it was mostly men that were entrepreneurs. And now more and more women are becoming entrepreneurs. And we need money more in the hands of women and women of color and people who have been, you know, oppressed and at the margins, right? And who haven't had as much access to money and resources and the power. And that's another thing that we you know, strive for as feminists, right? Is that redistribution of money and power in society. But we can begin to do that in our business as well. You know, I listen to a lot of entrepreneurs and they're all doing things differently, right? And there's no like real right or wrong. I mean, the ones I listen to aren't like being massively exploitative or, you know, um, being like a big corporations taking over the world (laughs) right Um, but they are they're doing they're experimenting with different things they found different ways that work for them and they're all kind of doing making money and living their passions and helping people and being successful entrepreneurs in their own way and I think that's an amazing thing, right? There's no one right way to do things. And to really always be in the self-reflection and curiosity state of mind of, of exploring and getting in like, oh... How do I want to do this? And not just staying in the how, but actually doing it. Actually trying things out. Even if you fail, even if you realize, oh, you know, I don't really like that. Or no, that's not really in alignment with my values and my feminism. I'm not going to do that anymore. That's fine. It's fine to fuck up. It's fine to mess up. Just just do it though, right? Just try new things. Don't be afraid to fail or to to make your, a mistake or to, to get it brawn or to be out of alignment with your values, trying new things is going to help you learn and grow as a business owner and as a human. So an exercise that I recommend doing is to write down a list of all of the things that you value. And then kind of narrow try to narrow it down to like 10 values, like the top 10 values that you have. Some people say like top three or top five. I could not do that. I could only narrow mine down to 10 or 11. (laughs) So I will recommend the same for you. And really looking at what you value, right? And, you know, are you incorporating that into your business and in your life? And I'll give you a couple examples of of my values. You know, one of mine is sense of humor. And you know, it's just for me, I I like to use sarcasm to talk about oppression, <laughs> as you may have already been able to tell. And I like using humor in just with my mind, with my personal growth, laughing at my brain. You know, laughing at myself, and just giving myself space to laugh in general, because that is one of the most joyous things that I've ever experienced, is laughing, laughter. So that's one of my values. It's really important to me. And I like to laugh with my clients, too. And I like to bring that sense of humor into my sessions. So that's one way that I use my feminist values in my business. You know, is it feminist? I don't know that it's feminist or not feminist. But it's a value of mine that I use and incorporate in my business. And then another one for me is optimism. I'm super optimistic and I love being optimistic because it it really helps me continue moving forward and continue taking action and it just feels good to be optimistic and you know I just I love it and I I love I'd rather be in an optimistic state than a cynical state because you know that's it doesn't serve me to be pessimistic and to think you know, that the worst is going to happen, or, oh, no, we'll never get to be able to do that, or, oh, that'll never happen, or, oh, we're only going to get five people in the program, or no one's going to sign up for my sessions. Like, if I'm thinking like that, I'm not getting shit done. I'm not getting anything done. I'm not feeling good And that's not aligning with my feminist values of, you know, of feeling good in myself and in my business and getting things done and putting my passion into action, right? So I really use optimism to help drive my inspiration and, and my motivation, right? And to take action, to share what I'm passionate about and to, you know, invite people into my programs and to get, you know, hire me for sessions and to get coaching with me because, I believe it, that so much more is possible than we can even conceive of. And I believe that we, there's so much out there we can do and we have so much more power than we think. I really do. So start to think about what you value and how you are integrating that or not integrating that into your business and how you can integrate that more. And I'm always that way with my clients too. I'm I'm always like, yes, you can do this. Yes, you got this. You know, and they want to tell me, oh, I don't know about this. And I don't know about that. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, yes, you can. I believe in you. (laughs) So I want a coach that, you know, believes in me and is thinking optimistic about me. So of course, I'm going to be that way with my clients. And, you know, I've got other values, too, like honesty. And I think that's a feminist value, too, is being honest, And being genuine. Two more things. Three more things. (laughs) So a few more things. I know this is a long episode, but there's a lot to say. So I think, you know... One of my feminist values is not comparing myself to others. Now, that's something that I've done a lot, and I still do, but I do it a lot less now because I'm more aware of it. And I really just come back to my belief that every single person is unique. I am unique. No one else out there has what I have to offer. Even if there were 50 million feminist coaches, no one would be like me with my exact perceptions and... Um, point of view, and experience, and background, and upbringing, and my brain, right? Like, no one has my exact makeup, and experience, and, and perspectives. So there really is no need to compare, and there's no competition. I think competition in the business world gets us further away from ourselves, and separates us, and really fuels capitalism, and patriarchy, and all that. Instead of, you know, really coming together and being genuine and forging genuine relationships and connections and being in community with each other and helping each other out. I mean, why not? Why not helping each other out, right? doesn't always have to be about competition. Now, don't get me wrong. I like some competition, like some sports competitions. I don't know that competition needs to go away entirely, But I think, you know, constantly being in competition in our business, that's something to look at to see how that serves you and if that serves you. So confidence. I see confidence as a huge, huge feminist piece because the patriarchy does not want us to be confident, especially those of us that are women, that identify as women but socialize as women, right? Patriarchy doesn't want us to be confident, patriarchy wants us to play small. And so, you know, being confident and owning who you are and putting yourself out there, that is a fucking feminist act. That is one of my values. I really deeply believe in is generating more confidence. Now, of course, not being arrogant or narcissistic. (laughs) But, you know, there is a difference and and I think you know when that difference is, you know, and always, and being in self-reflection too will help you know when that difference is if you're worried about being a narcissist. <laughs> also, self-care, but self-care to me isn't just taking breaks throughout the day and absolutely includes that um, and eating foods that energize me and nourish me and stuff like that, but it's really about self-coaching and managing my mind and my emotions That is the best self-care I have given myself and for my business and my life. And the more I do that for myself, the better I show up in my business as the better version of me I show up, right? The highest version of me I show up and the more confident version of me I show up and I just have a lot more to offer when I'm really managing my mind and my emotions and doing myself coaching And one more thing I'll speak of, because I could just go on and on and on, is disagreement and difference. I really value us being able to disagree in the feminist spheres, and, and for there to be differences, and for us to embrace our differences, and also to listen to each other's different point of view's about business and about feminism and and how they intersect I'm all about that feminism means we have to constantly agree with one with one another on everything then I'm out I'm out yeah I'm out I don't want to be a part of that I think disagreement is great I I think we learn so much more from that but it's also great to agree too. (laughs) I hope you agree with me on some things Okay, so I'm going to stop there, but I hope that gives you lots of ideas for how to integrate your feminist values into your business and how you can do that more and what that really looks like, what that really means for you. So lots for you to think about and to actually put into action. Don't just sit there thinking about it, actually put these values into action in your business starting today i hope you have an amazing rest of your week let me know how it goes if you like this episode please share it far and wide and i'd love to hear what you think come on instagram and comment on this post and let me know what you thought of the episode i'd love to hear from you talk to you next week thank you for listening to the feminist coach academy podcast If you enjoyed this episode, we would love it if you would leave us a review on iTunes or your platform of choice and share it with your friends on social media. You can find us on Instagram and Facebook under the username and hashtag Feminist Coach Academy. And finally, head on over to www.feministcoachacademy.com to access our podcast show notes, as well as our feminist classes and free resources. We would love to continue being in community with you.